0: on today's federal newscast we get senate appropriators first reactions to many agencies budget requests with room to improve the homeland security department gets praise for its recent management reforms and the government and federal unions have their day in court to discuss the white house's workforce executive orders today's episode of the Federal Newscast, I'm your host, Eric White. Despite Senate disapproval, EPA asks for a smaller budget in 2020. The agency wants a 31.2% funding cut and 1,800 fewer staff. Tom Udall, ranking member of the Senate Appropriations Subcommittee, criticized EPA Administrator Andrew Wheeler for what he says is a lack of a commitment to the environment and public health. Senators are also unhappy with potential cuts to health and human services. President Trump's 2020 budget request of $87.1 billion would cut research and development efforts at the National Institutes of Health by 21 percent and also reduce the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention's budget by 10 percent. HHS Secretary Alex Azar told the committee he understands the agency is underfunded and could use some more help. Funding for emergency preparedness and disaster relief makes up more than 30 percent of the Homeland Security Department's 2020 budget request. FEMA Acting Administrator Peter Gaynor tells Senate appropriators the agency will use the $19.4 billion request for other things, like reducing the agency's complexity by modernizing its legacy systems and consolidating grants and programs. Gaynor says FEMA is in good shape to embrace the next disaster season. It may be on Congress's high-risk list, but the Homeland Security Department has reason for optimism. More now from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. Auditors at the Government Accountability Office say the DHS has made considerable progress toward fixing management weaknesses. Those include the integration of its acquisition, information technology, financial, and human capital functions. Auditors praise leadership commitment to reform, but they say the department needs more of what they call demonstrated progress. GAO cites financial management and the systems that support it as ongoing concerns. I'm Tom Temin jurisdiction is at the center of the government's appeal of the august ruling which invalidated much of the president's workforce executive orders in oral arguments to the u.s court of appeals the justice department says the federal labor relations authority has the power to decide if the president's eos are valid government attorneys argue unions should therefore take issues with specific agency implementation of the orders to the flra unions disputed those arguments they also say the executive orders themselves contradict congress's intent in passing federal labor Relations Statute. Nearly every member on the House Oversight and Reform Committee wants more answers from the Trump administration on its proposed reorganization of the Office of Personnel Management. Subcommittee Chairman Jerry Connolly writes to House Appropriators. He says OPM has only given the committee vague details about its plans. Connolly says appropriators should prohibit funding for the reorganization until the administration hands over a long list of documents. He wants acting OPM Director Margaret Weichert to testify at a hearing on the reorg next month. A Trump administration lighthouse technology initiative continues to expand. Here's Federal News Network's Jason Miller with more. The Agriculture Department's Farmers.gov portal launches two new features to make it easier for citizens to manage farm loans and apply for H-2A visas. USDA won $10 million from the Technology Modernization Fund board last June to further modernize the website. This is among the first deliverables using that extra money. USDA says the visa update is the first of two efforts. It will give farmers an interactive checklist of all the requirements, fees, and timelines to apply for H-2As. The loans update will let farmers view their information, history, and payments. I'm Jason Miller. Could artificial intelligence be used to predict when employees feel like quitting? Ranjeev MeTo, head of the Information Management and Decision Architectures branch at the Naval Research Laboratory's IT division, says researchers are currently using AI tools to comb data from exit surveys and flag common workplace issues. The lab has already used robotic process automation to reduce time spent on routine tasks like copying data from one spreadsheet to another. The Air Force Reserve Command is expanding its direct hiring authority to recruit more airmen to maintain weapon systems. The reserve currently has a need for about 1,600 maintainers. It takes between 160 and 200 days to fill a single position. The command says this new authority will shorten that to between 60 and 80 days. Extra staff is being assigned to military housing authorities. The services are building a common tenant lease and working on other ways to rectify issues with privatized military housing after reports of mold, mice, and lead paint. Military leaders tell Congress long, mid, and short-term solutions to the housing issues are in the works. However, some service members are still dealing with faulty housing. The Air Force estimates it will take another 30 to 45 days before all unsafe houses can be fixed. The Pentagon's inspector general says contracting officers may have improperly overruled DOD's own auditors when they questioned compensation packages for defense contractors. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has details. The IG looked at a sample of 35 contracts where the defense contract audit agency raised flags about executive compensation. It found that in more than half those cases, contracting officers disregarded DCA's recommendations without adequately explaining why. Out of those 18 contracts, DOD wound up reimbursing contractors for 22. Point five million million in executive pay that auditors found unreasonable. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. A contracting officer at the State Department is indicted on 17 counts of conspiracy, bribery, wire fraud, and making false statements. The Justice Department says Zaldi Sabino engaged in a five year bribery scheme with a Turkish construction company in which he received more than $700,000 in kickbacks. The indictment also says Sabino lied about his relationship with the firm during his background investigation. A new virtual tick clinic from the Veterans Affairs Department uses telehealth services to screen patients for Lyme disease. Dr. Neil Evans, chief officer of the Veterans Health Administration's Office of Connected Care, says the VA launched the virtual clinic in response to an increase in Lyme disease-related visits to its facilities. It's also increased its use of telehealth. VA conducted more than a million patient visits through video in 2018. More than 3,500 tax returns have been tagged as fraudulent this year as of the end of February. The IRS says, therefore, it's avoided paying out more than $12 million in fake tax returns. The Treasury Inspector General for Tax Administration says there are also close to 4,000 returns involving identity theft. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com, search Federal Newscast, subscribe to the Federal Newscast on iTunes or Podcast One, and follow us on Twitter or handle us at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Thank you.